just according to our performances the capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that god shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory he shall supply you speak upon it you are identified by the blood of jesus the blood that was shed at the cross in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace he became that sin offering so what are you still talking about sin 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 that is a wrong doctrine by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified he has affected you you have no sin once christ is the central focus of who you are and your life your identity changes your mindsets change your thinking you're living because now you're believing right you're living right through him wake up and unwind your day Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka, On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way truth and the life for our souls paid the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love! While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and as blood was the cleansing laws. We were found where sin abounds, grace abounds. What a passion, a piece of passion, all understanding where God's love is present, all condemnation is passed in. For a soul, a heart for a soul, the light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold healing what was broken turn them parts to a whole heart for a soul a heart for a soul heavenly father we thank you so much this moment as we come we give all the glory and honor to you for there is no any other god but you jesus thank you for your faithfulness thank you for your grace thank you for your love thank you for your mercies thank you for your joy In the midst of everything, Lord, in losing the loved ones, people we cared for, people we loved, people who are family, friends, or co-workers, or any person, Lord, we pray that, Lord, you're the one to fill that void. You're the one to give us the strength in these trying times and the times when people are facing certain challenges in life for facing their loved ones going you know to go with you lord to be with you and that those who have faced lord jesus christ as shock who are going through a really hard time we pray for healing we pray for deliverance we pray for comfort we pray that jesus christ you restore us and give us resurrection in every area lord jesus christ that those people have left behind they've left a void or you know some sort of wondering about the purpose in life for those who have lost their loved ones lord i pray that you touch their hearts and souls and touch all of us lord who have lost loved ones i would pray that lord you're going to be our strength our anchor our encouragement our hope in jesus' name we pray and say amen so saints i want us to open our bibles in first john 5:20 our someone is going to be Based on First John five twenty, we thank God. Um, for those of you who have opened your Bibles, the Bible says that, and we know 
that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God, eternal life. I'm going to say this again. I'm going to read this scripture again. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who is true in his son Jesus Christ this is the true God and eternal life we bless God the father child of God today for his everlasting and unconditional love he demonstrated on the cross in the body of his son Jesus Christ how much he really loves man and how much he wanted to reconcile man to himself a lot of times you know some people say you know this is really a watered down gospel when we talk about only the love of god and not really talk about sin but the reason why we really want to differ with that is that the reason why actually god really wanted to reconcile to man to himself is because he loves man god loves a sinner but God hates the sin. And as much as he hates sin, child of God, I want you to know he's a God who stays true to himself. Don't say that, that you can just go and sin and things are okay. No. The reason why actually we must really preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is to show and tell people and testify and witness that on that cross, Jesus Christ became the lamb sacrifice. He became the divine, true sacrifice. And God judicially, amen, judged every sin child of God one could ever do on that body. So when we're preaching the gospel of the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we're preaching that people must look to the cross and not themselves or look at the wrong they've done, we are actually, by the grace of God, bringing back the message of the cross because today the message of the cross has been watered away it has been washed away it has been taken away because we have concentrated on things that actually it's just like one treats a symptom as opposed to treating a causation of that very symptom we have to go back to the basic the foundation we have to go back to the establishment of what actually gave us salvation. And what really brought salvation into existence, it is the blood of Jesus Christ. It is the cross. It is the death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is the power of resurrection. It is that, that child of God, we as believers today, born again believers, we can even stand in confidence and say that I know Jesus Christ through his love. But how can we know the love of God the Father if we don't know Jesus? The two work hand in hand. The two rely on each other. In order for us to see the love of God, we see it on the cross. Because the cross demonstrated the love of God the Father. Hallelujah. So we bless God the Father. This is why I always say I bless him. Because once we bless God the Father, it's because we are actually acknowledging that what he did for us, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, paid all our sins on that cross. Hebrew 10, 12 talks about that. Hebrew 9, 22 talks about our sins being remission in his body. Child of God, Jesus Christ played a very fundamental role.
So our primary scripture introduces to us, we as believers, we as the body of Christ, to a very powerful revelation under the grace covenant. Knowing Jesus Christ and us knowing who we are in him. Going back to the scripture, you know, 1 John 5, 20, and it says that, and we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding. You know, you hear that? We know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Actually, Jesus Christ introduces us and reveals to us the true nature of God the Father. He introduces us to see truly who God is because the Bible says that God is love. But how are we going to know God who is love if we can't see it in Jesus Christ? But I love the fact that Jesus Christ on earth, when he was having his earthly ministry, he went on healing the sick, the lame, the blind. He catered for the outcasts. He brought in socially outcast people, the prostitutes. He loved people. He fed the poor, the people who had no food. And all those things he did by the grace of God were to emulate the love of God the Father. And I love that he says that I and the Father are one. So anything we saw Jesus Christ do on earth, it exemplified, it personified who God is. Amen. And going back to John 1, 14, it says that the God came in flesh, in flesh. Jesus Christ being on earth was God in flesh. So, child of God, in order for us to know this love, we must know Jesus Christ first. We must understand who is by revelation. And in order for us to understand Jesus Christ by revelation, we have to go back to the scriptures. We have to go back to the word of God and see who Jesus Christ is. Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So even us to understand our identity in us, in we as believers, Jesus Christ has to come into our life. We have to understand him, to know him, to understand him by revelation, by the word of God, to go deeper and know who he is. Because once we know who he is, right? Since he lives in us and is the life in us, we're going to know who we are. Amen. Isaiah 43, 18 says that do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of the old. Child of God, you're not of your past. Anything you were in the past before you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're not it anymore. From today, consider yourself in the newness of the Spirit of God, in the newness in the life of Jesus Christ. See yourself walking in eternal inheritance because you are a co-heir with Jesus Christ. You are a heir in this kingdom of God. See yourself as a son of God. See yourself as one loved by God. See yourself as one worthy in the eyes of God. See yourself as what the Bible says you are. This is where the word of God becomes so imperative because every day when you listen to the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you read anything about Jesus Christ, you go deeper in knowing him and it becomes your consciousness. You feed on him, you sleep in him, you dwell in him, you walk in him. Child of God, your life cannot stay the same again because right there, there, the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ manifests in you. And it manifests in you in that the old things that were in you, the things that you lingered in in the world, they die. 
they die because of the power that is in the blood of Jesus, the power that is in the in his resurrection, the power in his conformity of his death. Once you start to see yourself in him, child of God, all those things break in your life. Romans 6, 5 to 6 talks about that, that we are united together in the likeness of Jesus Christ and in the likeness of his resurrection. And that the bodies that we live in were crucified on the body of Jesus Christ. So we don't live as slaves of sin anymore. We live as Christ is in us. Amen. So Jesus Christ is our true identity, child of God listening in today. Our complete freedom, our complete perfection. In him, child of God, we as believers today, through God the Father, we are predestined in this life. We are predestined, predetermined, created in the image of God the Father. And as child of God, once you start to see yourself like that, you will start to see that you've been redeemed forever. Because when you know you're worthy to God, you're worthy to him through the son of the living God, you will know that truly, that once you're walking, even in this world, you're walking in purity. You're walking as sanctified. You're walking as one that is cleansed. First Peter 2, 9 says it, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. We're not walking in darkness anymore. We're sons of the light. We're sons and child of God. We're sons of the God of light. See yourself as that light, the light that the world is going to see, the light that goes out and, and proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 9 says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. And now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, it is not in him. Beloved, we are the glorious new creation in Jesus Christ. See yourself as a light that is shining beyond any light. Don't see darkness in yourself. Don't see things that you were redeemed from. Don't see that, but start to see what the word of God says that you are today. See what the promises of God are saying to you today. The reason why today we are believers who don't know who we are, number one, and we don't know what we have is because we don't know the word of God. And once we don't know the word of God, we cannot know what promises have been written for us in the word of God. But as long as we know the promises that have been written for us in the word of God, we are going to live it. We're going to walk in them. We're going to meditate in him. Amen. The Bible says that we live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. Colossians 2.6 says that as we receive Jesus Christ, let us walk in Jesus Christ. So child of God, knowing Jesus Christ and understanding who he is to us will enable us as believers to walk in the radiance and the glory of God the Father on earth. Isaiah 65.17 says that for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. So why would the all things child of God come back to you? Why would you still consider yourself and see yourself as the one, you know, who has whatever you were doing before God knows it is between you and him, right? But then why would you still consider yourself that way? The scripture is telling us that the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Once that starts to pop up in your mind, you say, no, wait a minute. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am changed. My life is forever bought. I've already been ransomed. I've been remissioned of my sins. 
Now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You start to speak that in your life and you start to believe it because right believing child of God will lead you to right living. And once you're rightly believing the word of God, the word of God you read manifests in your life. So knowing Jesus Christ, child of God, will enable us, you and I as believers, to know who we are in this life. It will enable us to know the purpose we have today in this world. Amen? You know, I'm going to give a slight example, right? And many of us majorly, we go through this question a lot of times. And usually it happens when there's sort of death, you know, when someone loses someone. Most times people go in a moment of shock and they ask themselves, Let, why am I on this world? What is my purpose in this world? What is life all about? You know, usually those questions sprout up in people's lives after like a series of death or something. But in times of trials and tribulations, child of God, questions will linger. Questions will come to mind. And many times people live in that questionable life where sometimes people don't even find purpose in life. But what does the scripture say? That is really the question many of us we should ask ourselves. Even in the midst of trials and the midst of things that we go through in life. Because sometimes the enemy will throw some things at you. But if you have no word in you to see that truly that this situation, I'm going to speak this word. This situation, I'm going to do this. This situation, I'm going to stand like this. Sometimes you find yourself locked up in a place, even when you're a believer, but you have no way of knowing that God loves you even in the midst of that very place, that very situation, that very circumstance. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that, For I know thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So if I read a scripture like this, child of God, and you also read it, right? And your mind takes you back to that inheritance that God is telling you, right? He is telling us that his thoughts actually are of peace and not of evil toward us. Then why should we think the bad towards ourselves? That should really light up your mind, uh, light the bulb in your mind and know that truly that that very thought did not come from the Lord. That very thought did not come from the Holy Spirit. That very thought came from the enemy. Any thought that does not really connect you to Jesus Christ is a thought that is not from the Lord. And that doesn't mean the child of God, you're being led by, you know, the enemy. No, it means that sometimes he uses the mind as a, a battlefield. He will say this and say, oh, truly, do you think that this is this? For instance, for example, let me give you an example. When Jesus Christ was in fasting for 40 days, right? The enemy started to lie to him, tell him, turn, you know, these stones into bread. But the only weapon that Jesus Christ used was, it is written. And he would quote the scripture to him. Do you see, the enemy knows the scripture. He would also quote Psalm 91 to him. But Jesus Christ would correct him. And again, he would say, it is written. And really, when you see that if the enemy would try to tempt Jesus Christ using the scripture, then who are we? We as sons of God on earth right now today in this troubled world, confused world, distracted world, why can't he use that very thing? God forbid, and I'm just saying, I'm giving an example because child of God, this is where the word of God becomes very important. The gospel of Jesus Christ becomes very important. Because once we believe this word, 
based on the scriptures and not adding in anything, anything. But we stand on the word of God and it becomes so clear to us that Jesus Christ paid our sins once and for all. We stand in faith and know that by the grace of God we've been justified, we've been declared righteous. We're going to live a life that is fulfilled, a life that is in the newness of the life of Jesus Christ, a life that is of the newness of the Spirit. That means that every day, child of God, the Holy Spirit will start to work in us, guide us, lead us. And at that time, our consciousness goes deeper and deeper in Jesus Christ. Romans 8.28 says that, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So now, amidst of even any trial, tribulation, anything, all the good, the bad, anything, child of God, we must have that mindset that things are going to work out for me. Because I'm a child of God, because I'm a believer, because I carry the inheritance of Christ Jesus in me, because I carry his power, because I carry the conformity of his death, because I carry the divine power of his resurrection. You start to speak that and things bow down. Things start to say, wait a minute, she carries Jesus, he carries Jesus. And anything that he is the name Jesus Christ, it bows down to that name. That is why every day this name should be on our lips in our minds, in our ears, in our hearts, in our eyes. Let it be part of our body, our living, the purpose actually why we live on this earth. Let the gospel become the purpose why we are on this earth. Because once the gospel becomes the purpose why we're on this earth, child of God, we're going to have a fulfillment, satisfaction, and contentment in this world. Nothing can ever give you any fulfillment as opposed to Jesus Christ. Someone who has understood that say amen. Ephesians 2.10 says that for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So anything we do, child of God, is to really glorify God the Father because God created us for the good works in Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Peter 2.9 says that for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. First Corinthians 10 31 says, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all the glory of God. We must do all to the glory of God the Father. So it doesn't matter, child of God, wherever God has placed you. Are you the one in your church putting up chairs? Are you the one cleaning chairs? Are you the one cleaning toilets? Are you the one preaching the gospel? Are you the one feeding the poor? Are you the one preaching on the pulpit? Are you the one putting up those machines? Everything we do. Are you the one behind the technology? You know, are you the one in communications? God wants us to do everything we do unto his glory. And let him be manifested and exalted and we praise him forever. Amen. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The love of God really ushered us, child of God, into righteousness. It took away every unrighteousness and gave us the righteousness of God in Jesus. Amen. First John 2.17 says that and the world is passing away. And the last of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Did you know that to know your purpose, child of God, 
First, you must know Jesus Christ. Did you know that? Did you know to know your purpose, child of God, first you must understand who Jesus Christ is? It is because, listen, child of God, to know who he is, is to know truth. He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. So in order for you to have purpose in this life, is to know his way, is to know his truth. And anything that is of truth, it is of God, because God is a God of truth. Let us go back to the first scripture. It says in 1 John 5, 20, it says that, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So, child of God, it is very, very, very important to know our purpose, to know where our purpose lies, to know how our purpose should be executed, to know how it should be implemented, to know how it should be sustained. And all that is embedded in Jesus Christ. Because remember, the Bible says that we can't do anything without him. He's the true vine with the branch. Last week, I taught about the true vine, find the salmon by the grace of God. And I went deeper in showing you that a branch can't stand on its own. A branch can never accomplish anything except through Jesus Christ. So we caring, child of God. You as an individual, you must see yourself in Jesus Christ because Christ is the truth. And once Christ is in you, him being the truth, that means you are sanctified in his truth. In John 17, 10. Amen. So therefore, beloved, knowing Jesus Christ is our ultimate purpose on earth. Many people can disagree with that. You'll find a scholar who will disagree with that. A political analyst will disagree with that. A scientist will disagree with that. Some other person will disagree with that. But as believers today, our ultimate purpose in the current times we're living in and even where we're heading in this world, the ultimate purpose is for us to know Jesus Christ. And once we know of him, child of God, because Knowing him will entail every believer, child of God, daily to go deeper in the word of God so that they can know him more. Because this is something really I found so fascinating, right? Once you know Jesus Christ, you want to know him more. Once you know him, you want to know him more. Once you receive of him, you want to receive much more and more. Because with him, every day he's new. Every day forever he's new. The way I knew him yesterday is not the way I know him today. Because today he has introduced different masses to me and different grace to me. And I really pray the same. You see the same way. Because once we see Jesus Christ in a newness of life every day, we start to see him in the word and the word becomes so real to us. The word becomes so joyous to us. And the word we want to seek and search more in those hidden treasures, you know, and find the rich glories of Jesus so we can eat and partake and take of him. Child of God, that is you knowing Jesus, trying to find him, to find him deeper in those hidden secret places. A life like that, child of God, that believer grows, that believer matures, that believer goes deeper in a deeper relationship with Jesus. And that believer will, by the grace of God, this is also the purpose of the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit was given to us to testify and witness Jesus Christ to us. And so every time Jesus Christ is being mentioned in the word of God, we're being washed in the word of God. 
We're being regenerated in the spirit and the Holy Spirit is revealing Jesus to us. He's unveiling him, dwelling us deeper in him. And so some of those things, child of God, once one is not really prone to wanting to know Jesus more, one can't go into that realm. One can't be introduced to those deeper secret places because they don't have a desire for it. They don't have a desire for it. John 1.14 says it, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we behold his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Revelation 19.13, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. First Timothy 3.16 says that, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh justified in the spirit, sent by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believe on in the world, receive up in glory. So child of God, some of these things, we shouldn't take them lightly. These are things to unveil the real love of God. As long as we see Jesus, we're going to see the love of God. As long as we see Jesus Christ, we're going to see the manifestation of God. As long as we see Jesus Christ, we're going to know the power that dwells in God. John 17, 3 says it, and this is the eternal life, that they may know you only the true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So Jesus Christ, he is the mediator. He is our great high priest. He is the channel we go through in order for us to receive the love of God. God really gave his son, his begotten son, that child of God, we can be able to have that relationship that had been broken, that had been separated for years, and he brought us back into that place where we received more and more from him. Acts 17, 11 says that these were more fair-minded than those in the Solanica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. We must search in the scriptures to find Jesus Christ. We must search in the scriptures to find the truth of Christ and the truth of the love of God. We must search in the scriptures to see truly what has been written that it is ours. We must search. Let us not allow ourselves to just, you know, sit and, and say we're going to be okay. And yet at the end of the day, child of God, the word has been written for us and written to us in order for us to know more about God, to know more about Jesus, and so that we can walk in the life that is fulfilled. So, to know Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and understanding Him is our God-given privilege, child of God. It is a privilege that we do have. Many people are trying all sorts of things in this world to find happiness, to find peace, to find joy, to find rest, to find hope. But as we have acquired that place, we as believers, the body of Christ, we've been given a privilege. Amen? by God the Father, and to receive that child of God, we've received it only through Jesus, because in only him can we be able actually to receive the gift of salvation. Did you know without the blood of Jesus Christ, without the death of Jesus Christ, without the power of resurrection, there would never have been salvation. We would never have acquired the gift of righteousness. We would never have been reconciled to God the Father. We would never have acquired that imputation of sin on him, and for us receiving his freedom and liberty and completeness we would never but see it is a privilege the reason why i'm saying this is a privilege is because we didn't have to work for it 
Salvation, we don't have to work for it. Ephesians 2.8, we are saved by grace. Amen? And it's through faith that child of God, we stand and know that we're going to walk the journey of salvation. But it's not something we work for, something we toil for, something we add to. We can't add on to what the blood of Jesus Christ paid on the cross. But one thing we can add on to it is faith. Believing that actually truly happened and we stand in it and we walk and then the power of God can be manifested in our lives. Philippians 3.10 says that, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Amen. So secondly, child of God, our purpose is to make known of him to all other people and nations. You know, there's a difference between knowing Jesus Christ, number one, right? And number two, there's also a purpose to know of him and to proclaim him, to proclaim this gospel. You know, child of God, when Jesus Christ came on earth, he died for you and I. Right now, I'm talking to every person individually. Don't look at yourself like in a, in a group. This is between you and God. You are, you are the one who took a confession. You accepted him as your Lord and Savior, right? I did as well. But time has come when salvation, it means something to you. When it's not all about church, it's not all about, you know, the things we do, what we do and become too busy. Time should come where you're seated, you and him. And you go back and search and see the depth of his death for you. And ask yourself, what did this mean to me? You ask yourself, what did the power of his resurrection mean to me? Those very questions, child of God, reveal to you to know more and more and more of Jesus. Because the reason why he died for you was for you to acquire remission of sins. Was for you to acquire justification. Was for you to be declared righteous. Was for you to be declared redeemed. Was for you to be sanctified. Was for you to be set free from the things of this world, from darkness into light, was for you to be led in a life that is reconciled to God the Father, for you to have that deeper relationship with him. So Jesus Christ came on earth. He died for you and I. He resurrected for our justification. We are acquiring a deeper understanding in order to proclaim that name that is beyond all corners of this world. So, which leaves us with a purpose, we as believers too, to testify and witness of his resurrection. To testify of him, the one who redeemed us from all sorts of things in the previous life. I love the fact, going back to what prophet Isaiah was saying, that remember not the things of the former, right? Like let them not come in our mind because now we've been renewed. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. What we must think about is testifying and witnessing the power of his resurrection because that is the fundamental truth of salvation. Salvation only lies on the son of the living God and the true God of the eternal life. This is where it becomes very important, the child of God. Our lives must not be considered or regarded in the way we used to see ourselves in the old, old life. But we should see ourselves in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We must see ourselves in the power of Jesus Christ. We must see ourselves in the eternal glory of Jesus Christ. We must see ourselves in the eternal inheritance of God the Father through his son Jesus Christ. See yourself that way. Because once you see yourself that way, it is you knowing Jesus Christ through his love. It is you knowing what actually he did for you on that cross. It is you waking up in the morning and things turn around and you say, 
Christ is working for me. John 5.39 says that you search the scriptures for in them you think you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me. You see how this scripture is showing us that the scriptures are very important. The word of God is really important to us. So as believers living in trying and difficult times today, we must count all things are lost in a view of the surpassing of knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Philippians 3, 8 to 10 says that yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God the Father, the righteousness which is from God the Father by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. So, child of God, this is something very significant for us to take home today. We're living in these current times that we're in today. One can be a Christian who can decide to put Jesus Christ at the center of their lives, right? And you decide that and you surrender your life to him and you walk out of the confusion and distractions of this world and decide that, Jesus, I place my all in you. Because it is only you that my life can be fulfilled. My life can be made whole. My life can be sanctified. My life can be redeemed. My life can be righteous. Because once we know that, our lives can be the same again. Our lives can be made whole. And then from there, you start to see things that actually you thought were so important in your life. They don't make sense anymore. Because there, Christ has taken up his entire place in your life. He has taken up the rightful place in your life. Once he is the center of your life, Things that used to make sense to you before, you start to see them as a loss. This is what Apostle Paul was talking about here in Philippians 3.8. He's saying that yet indeed, I count, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. But child of God, to come to that place, to come to that position where all things are a loss. Oh, child of God, we have to do something. We have to go deeper in the word of God. We have to believe onto Jesus Christ and his finished work. We have to go deeper and search for the truth and go deeper in the fellowship of his word and his glory and get to know who he is. In order for us to get to that position of Philippians 3.8, something has to die in our lives. We must come to know our identity in him. We must know that we have been crucified, our body has been crucified on his body. We must come to that place where everything in us is settled in him. We must come to that place, child of God, where nothing makes sense but only Jesus Christ makes sense. We must come to that place. So Jesus Christ should be our gain today, not anything else. Our gain is not in our education. Our gain is not in the money we have on accounts. Our gain is not in businesses. Our gain is not in the things we think are so important. Our gain is not in that. Our gain today on earth, in our purpose, our gain is Jesus Christ. Our gain is knowing Jesus Christ through the love of God. Our gain is knowing him, not 
we having accomplished all the things in this world, our gain is in Jesus. It is in Jesus Christ, child of God. To know Jesus Christ, child of God, is for us to grow. It's for us to mature in the things of the Spirit. It's for us to increase in this word, to increase and know who he is in the word of God, the eternities to us to see understanding and knowledge and wisdom in Christ. It is for us to receive that. The knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is that word of God. It is the word of God that guides us, that demonstrates a deeper, deeper relationship with him. We become so acquainted to him. We become so intimate with him. We go deeper in knowing him. Deeper. So, child of God, knowing Jesus Christ in his wisdom, in his knowledge, in his understanding, we become partakers of the divine, the divine nature of God the Father. We become the partakers of the eternal inheritance. We become partakers of everything that has been fulfilled on that cross for us. We become partakers of it is eternal glory, we become partakers of everything that he was, and we become it on this earth. We're living in times, child of God, where we need more and more and more of the things of Jesus and not of the things of the world. Anything you see in your life that doesn't bring you closer to Jesus, child of God, you don't need it. You don't need it. Anything that does not bring you closer, that does not bring you to a purpose of proclaiming his gospel, testifying of him, witnessing of him, standing in faith in him, anything that does not bring you to that place where you rejoice at all times and speak in confidence, even among other people that you're around, you know, and you speak and say that Jesus Christ is Lord. Any of that, you don't need it. You don't. This is what Apostle Paul was saying in Philippians 3, 8, that you consider other things a loss. For him, he saw other things a loss and Christ is gain. He should be our prophet. He should be our gain. He should be the one where we accomplish, where we're satisfied, where we're contented, where we're fulfilled, where we are liberated, where we complete, where we are perfected, where we have everything in him. Second Peter 1.3 says that as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So as we end today, I just want to say the things, child of God, today that don't matter. Like I asked that very question um, earlier, where many times people ask themselves this question. And usually it's in trials and tribulations where people ask themselves those questions. But let us not go in that place. Let us ask ourselves these questions right now. What is my purpose on earth? Why am I here on earth? What is this life all about? Because when we think about them, actually, not in moments of trials and tribulations, because moments in trials and tribulations, people are asking questions based out of fear. But if we ask these questions based on a place where we're asking questions that are kind of evaluating our lives, a lot of wisdom can be produced out of them. And you ask the Holy Spirit to show you. Because the fundamental purpose of our lives is knowing Jesus, is serving Jesus, is believing on Jesus, is witnessing Jesus, is proclaiming Jesus. You can go in your town right now, in your communities, in your nations, and you proclaim this gospel. 
anywhere that the Lord has placed you become a significant um, person there for the glory of Jesus Christ. You do what you can through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us. He's our helper. We stand and proclaim this gospel that many souls can come to know who Jesus Christ is. That is our purpose. Our purpose is not in anything else. Our purpose is in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Lord and Savior, testifying of the power of his resurrection and bringing many to salvation and knowing that, you know, many people have been taken from darkness to light. We live in times where only the gospel will truly give us a hope. Amen. I pray that we walk in a life that is of Christ and not in our own way. May God bless each and every one of you. I pray that this coming week that you get to know him more. I pray as all of you who are listening in today, you've been searching for him, seeking for him. Let him unveil that depth in you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For you are king above every king, the Lord above every Lord. This day we glorify the name that is above every name. And we come in adoration, in praise, and in worship, in honor, in glory. There is no any other God but you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us, for dying on that cross for us. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for your rest. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your joy. We bless the name of the Lord, for you are king above every king. Take us deeper in knowing you. Holy Spirit, unveil Jesus to us. Unveil the deepest consciousness of Jesus Christ to us. Unveil his goodness, his faithfulness, his blessing, his glory, his love, his power, his blessings, his love. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lamb of God. In Jesus' name, I pray and say, Amen. So for those of you who are listening today and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ, evangelist, I've had this sermon and everything you've spoken about today, I just really believe that Jesus Christ is speaking to me. I want you to say these words with me. Say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, Today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by the grace of God, not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your grace. Jesus, you were delivered for all my past, present, and future sins, and you were raised for my justification. From today I renounce my old man and nature because it was crucified with you at the cross. And now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe and am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Child of God, I want to welcome you to the greatest gift of salvation. You are now a new creation. All things have passed away. And uh, please listen in. Download the app, A Heart for Soul Ministries on uh, Google Play and uh, Apple Store. Listen to sermons because in this ministry we're only preaching Jesus. Jesus is the answer to any of our problems, to any of the current circumstances. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Listen and listen because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Amen. 
listen to this gospel. Walk in this gospel of Jesus Christ and walk in the gospel of grace. And I really do believe that the Lord is doing mighty things in these days we're living in. Much as the news are saying different things, we truly believe that the Lord is doing mighty and bigger things in our lives. Let us only seek to what the word of God is saying. Let us stick to what the promises of God are speaking to us. Let us dwell on the promises of God because our lives are in the word of God. They're not of what the world is saying or the reports of this world, but they are in the promises of God. So if we can't know what is written for us in the word of God, then we can't know who we are in, in this fallen world. So I truly do believe that the Lord is calling us to be really a great example in the times that we're living in today. The life that we're living is not ours anymore. We're living in times where we need Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior to be manifested in everything that we do and touch. Amen. I pray a blessing of Abraham on each and every one of you who are listening in today. Everywhere you go this coming week, may you see the blessing of the Lord. May you see um, his unconditional love. May you know him. For those who are searching him and want to know him more and deeper, May he unveil himself to you. May God bless you so much and richly keep you. Bye.